0: The Time-Traveling Robots in Space is brought to you by Audible.com. Get a free audiobook download at audibletrial.com slash galactic netcasts. Over 100,000 titles to choose from for your iPhone, Android, Kindle, or MP3 player. The Time-Traveling Robots
1: in Space podcast starts
0: now. It is Wednesday, August 15th, 2012, and welcome to another Galactic Netcast. This is the time-traveling robots in space number 43 from Glendale, California. It's Mr. Paul Swickard. Nothing, uh, you don't have anything in your Glendale feature this week, I see.
2: Well, I just wanted to take this time to discuss Mr. Dave's news. He's changing cities, folks. At least that's the rumor.
0: Yeah, no, it is. I got a job. And it's not in Glendale.
2: No, it's not. So, you know, good job.
0: (laughs) And it's not in Wausau where I am either. So, the next time that this podcast happens, I will have a completely different background if you watch us in the video, and I will have a different intro. I won't be like, hey, I'm Dave Nelson from Wausau, Wisconsin. I will be Dave Nelson from Waterloo, Iowa. (laughs) Waterloo, Iowa. (laughs) Going from one W to another. That's amazing.
2: Congrats, dude. I know you've been – geez. Yeah. I don't know if you want to talk about it, but how long have you been You're, in the employment state that you are?
0: year and a half. A year and a half without a job. So it's going to be really weird to go back to work. Like I'm going, yeah. to, I'm going to be totally rusty. I'm going to be the biggest piece of turd for like the first couple of days. I'll get, I'll get my feet wet and it'll, it'll all come back to me. But uh, at first, it's and, not going to be pretty. And this is in uh, broadcasting, Yes. Yes. I'm going to be the program director at KCRR in Waterloo, Waterloo, Iowa, the classic rock station.
2: Nice. Okay, approved. Approved. As long
0: as it's not one of those pop stations. Nope, that's not it. All paper
1: all the time.
0: (laughs) All (laughs) right, that is the, uh, the joyous voice of Anessa Moyens from Denton, Texas. How are you, Anessa?
1: I am doing good. How are you?
0: Good. It's 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 funny that because uh, before we started the show, you were talking about upping your internet speeds, and then all of a sudden, I think the internet gods were listening, and you look your your picture, your your actual visual looks like crap now. All of a sudden,
1: I'm not surprised. <laughs>
0: what are you paranoid? downloading? Yeah, what are you, yeah. <laughs> oh, so that's you what she it. does during the show every, every week. She downloads. I have to porn. have something
1: to do afterwards, so ah, I see. lots and lots of porn.
0: Okay, <laughs> Anessa Moyes, ladies and gentlemen,
2: you can contact her at collectankass the- <laughs> at, at gmail.com.
0: I love how the very beginning of the show and the very end of the show we have we talk about nothing relating to the show. There's like this this donut people, of show. People should
2: get to know us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they need to get a sense of who we are. <laughs>
1: And apparently, I love porn. So there
0: you go. So there you go. Go with that. According to the internet, from now on, Anessa Moyens loves the porn. Yep. All right. Be prepared for (laughs) porn lovers of all ages contacting you in the near future. (laughs) Hey, you opened it up now. (laughs) You did it to yourself, Missy. I did. All right, so enough about us, and let's move on to the subject at hand, which is time travel, robots, and space in science and sci-fi. That's what we're here to talk about. We accomplish it by running down a story of each topic from each topic. Uh, We do the discussion of our entertainment picks and then ask the question of the week for our audio subscribers. If you'd like to see us in living color live on Google Plus Hangouts on air... We record the show weekly, and just follow us on the Twitter, the Facebook, and the Google+, and we'll let you know the whens, the wheres, and the links. Uh, Before we get underway, we'd like to remind you that you can purchase a live read from us for only $10, and uh, your money will go help support the network. Uh, Just go to galacticnetcasts.com slash advertise, fill out the short form, tell us what you want us to say, And then uh, fill out your paperwork through PayPal, and we'll be all set. And you'll have your message read, not only on this show, Time Traveling Robots in Space, but also the Alien Invasion. So, if you guys are ready, here we go. Set
1: to one, One. Time Travel.
0: And Mr. Paul Swickard has the first story. Excellent. Ladies and gentlemen,
2: I am very proud of this next story. I mean, this is the announcement of the announcement, if you will, and it is thrilling. Uh apparently Bill and Ted Three is actually getting some traction. Dude, I believe is the right way to say
0: that. Dude. I, no, no, no. I'm gonna I'm gonna say it right now. This is excellent. It is excellent. Uh apparently the Galaxy Quest
2: director, Dean I believe you say I don't think this is how you say it, but Parasit? Parasant. It's close hey, enough.
0: Close enough. so close
2: enough. I don't know. is uh on board to direct, which Galaxy Quest, two big thumbs up. Congratulations. I absolutely think that I absolutely think that's a fantastic choice. But apparently, in addition to that, Mr. Keanu Reeves did an interview with GQ magazine and he actually discussed one of the major plot points. And I figured this would be a good topic for us to discuss. Uh, and okay. Just just saying this is Keanu Reeves speaking. So
0: I'll oh, do my best to yeah.
2: impersonate it,
0: man. Yes. I hope that you can pull off some form of impression here. Well, if you you definitely
2: get some of the Keanu that is just sort of wafting from the from my internet screen here. But anywho, uh, it's one thing to think about it, but to perform it, you see, you can't do that. You can't immediately bust up. All right. One of the plot points is that these two people have been crushed by the responsibility of having to write the greatest song ever written and change the world, man. He didn't say man. And they haven't done it. (laughs) So everyone's kind of like, where's the song? The guys have just drifted off into esoterica. Oh, geez.
0: What? what? Hey, hold the phone. Stop the show. (laughs) Esoterica? Is that even a word? Is that even a word?
2: I don't think he used it properly. I, I mean, I know what esoteric means. Yeah. Maybe, I don't know. Maybe he's smarter than all of us. And he's just lost their rock. <laughs> and we have to go on this expedition to go into the future to find out. Jeez. <laughs> to find out if. We wrote the song, and if the future us refuses to tell us, and another future us blames us for having their lives because we didn't write the song, so they're living a terrible life.
0: You know what? I can actually hear his Bill and Ted character kind of come out there a little bit when he talks about us a bunch of times.
2: Yep. In one version, we're in jail, and in another, we're some kind of highway motel, and they hate us. Keanu Reeves, ladies and gentlemen. Thank you, Keanu. <laughs> You're, thank you for being on the show. Very good job, good job up, Fantastic, as always. That's awesome. Good job. <laughs> so, yeah, Bill and Ted. I had no, I mean, I had heard rumors that a script existed in some form, but now it actually seems like they, <laughs> they're, it's gaining traction. It seems like it actually may happen. I dare say it may happen. And you know Keanu Reeves back as Ted, Alex Winter back as Bill. You know Alex Winter, um, God love him, but he's not doing anything. He's so been he's good, been, good
3: job. He's been, <laughs> might as well come back.
0: <laughs> he's been Alex Winter's been flipping burgers for the past twenty years. Some poor guy. <laughs> Seriously, I feel bad
2: for Alex Winter. It's like who really lucked out on this deal? Yeah, I know. I would argue that. Oh, jeez. I would argue that Ted, that being Keanu Reeves' character, is actually the dumber of the two.
0: So, yeah, I was, yeah. you know what? I was kind of surprised the first non Bill and Ted movie that Keanu Reeves did, that Keanu Reeves actually did a good job and he wasn't actually dumb. Cause I had mm-hmm. only seen him in the Bill and Ted movies. Right. Um, so it was really odd to kind of see him playing a character where he knew what he was talking about. And he was smart.
2: Yeah. Yeah, indeed. But anyway, yeah. He, apparently, he—the whole point, at least one of the plot lines—is they, Bill and Ted, are going into the future to talk the future version of themselves to actually get a sense of whether they actually wrote the, so- the apparently the greatest song ever made.
0: Yeah, because that, that was the whole thing in the
2: first two movies, right? It was well, that not not that specifically. They were those two were more about forming them as a band. Um, wild stallions right? Wild, right wild stallions
0: <laughs> I don't know That's... how that just popped into my head I just don't <laughs> know it's, it's, dude it, okay you totally remember it don't you wild
2: stallions W Y L D wild stallions
0: <laughs> Anessa save us have you seen both one if not both movies
1: um, I've seen one but it was when it first came out so it's been a really long time I need to go back and rewatch the first one, and then I need to watch the second one. So,
2: they're both excellent
0: <laughs> movies, to borrow the phrase. They're both excellent.
1: <laughs> they're both excellent.
0: I have a slight problem though, because this is going to okay. be this is going to be like um, Dan Aykroyd coming back to do another Blues Brothers movie. He's going to be totally yeah. a lot older. They're going to be totally a lot older than their original cell, their original characters were in the first couple movies. You know? To the internet. I need to figure this out. I'm trying to figure out. So,
2: oh man, this dates me. Uh, Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, 1989. Uh, Bill and Ted's Bogus, bogus Journey is uh, 91. So we are looking at
0: some quick math. <laughs> A lot of time. <laughs> well, 91, this is 2012, so it's 20 years. 20 years yeah 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 that's a long time Uh,
1: lots and lots of makeup and digital enhancements
0: (laughs) hey if they can do it to uh, what's his face on uh, Tron Tron thank you very much Jeff Bridges on Tron that you can do it with Keanu Reeves and Alex Winter exactly cool so Keanu Reeves thanks to him for
2: stopping by again
0: He's he's been a huge he's been pushing for this movie for a couple of years now. I remember. I remember us, him talking about it. Yeah, I remember us talking about this story early on in the podcast last year. So, totally. Hey, speaking of that, we are coming up on our one year anniversary here very very soon. I'm it's ha- getting there, isn't it? Yeah, I'm gonna have to look up to look on the files to see when our first show was, and then figure out when our anniversary date is. We should do something special for that. Sure.
2: Like t- uh, hey man, I'm good.
0: <laughs> all right, thank you very much Paul. Stellar Thumbs job. Up. It was an excellent job. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> no, by
2: all means, dude. I like for whatever reason, I sort of channel those two whenever I get really excited, even though I'm really not the kind of idiotic surfer dude that they portray. Yeah. So yeah, I
0: don't know your inner your inner Southern California comes out, Paul. I guess so. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So we would love to let you. Uh, we would love to hear what you think about this upcoming sequel to Bill and Ted, Bill and Ted Three. uh Contact us. You can email galacticnetcasts at gmail dot com. You can call our voicemail number. It is eight zero five three two eight thirty nine sixty six. By the way, Alien Invasion got a voicemail this week. So. Listeners nice. list, yeah, <laughs> listeners of the time-traveling robots in space, come on, step it's time to step up. It's time to step up and beat that stupid alien invasion show with two voicemails for next week. So I, I challenge you, two voicemails for next week's show. Actually, it'll be in two weeks because I'm moving next week. So you have, plenty, you have plenty of time. Yeah, plenty of time. The number is 805-328-3966. Tell us about your excitement for Bill and Dad. Hey, maybe do... Uh, try to do a better impersonation of Keanu Reeves and Paul did in the voicemail. That, how about <laughs> that? How about that? Huh?
2: I don't know what you're talking about.
0: <laughs> Anyways, uh, 805-328-3966 or email us galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. And uh, here we go with this thing right here. Sector
3: 2. Robots.
0: Moving on to robots. And this is my story. And I'm going in cold, Paul. I don't know what you wrote here, so this. Ought to oh, be- this is going to be fun. All right, this ought to be. I say I gave you both very apropos stories. Great, I'm excited. <laughs> here we go. Researchers have begun building a drivable robot named Stompy. <laughs> See,
2: gold. This is what happens.
0: Gold, Jerry, gold. Uh, <laughs> Stompy will have six legs and will be large enough to walk over cars. <laughs> Wow. Giant killer robots that's gonna smash
1: brr, brr, brr.
0: <laughs> or stomp, maybe. Hey, I like what you're where you're going with that.
1: <laughs> Stompy stomps.
0: <laughs> All right, moreover, uh, they want to make it possible for robotics hobbyists to make one for themselves. Okay, I'm worried about this. They're yeah, gonna, they're gonna see people are gonna just go nuts with nuts with the, the making of the Stompies and we're going to have Stompy Wars and humanity is going to be <laughs> leveled by a, an army of Stompies. All right. Uh, besides the <laughs> wow factor. We were nodding,
2: just FYI, <laughs> for the
0: folks <laughs> listening at home. <laughs> See, when there's silence after I say something, it's usually Paul and Nessa going, what is he on? <laughs> <laughs> What's he taking? See, right there. Besides the wow factor, the creation of Stompy is meant to make it technically possible and affordable for groups of non-experts to build giant robots. This keeps on getting worse and worse. According <laughs> to, according to Stompy, Stompy's Kickstarter page, its designers say they will hand out their diagrams. Um, the bigger goal is to encourage others to start building things on this scale and to enable people to build robots like... Like this," said James Wong, one of Stompy's lead engineers. Wong is also a professional robotics researcher, although Stompy is not a project of his company or any of his colleagues. As that's because they scrapped it. I don't know if that's so, true. Oh, <laughs> so James is like a like a a, a mad scientist of some kind, I, maybe.
2: Yeah. I, Pure conjecture on my part, ladies and gentlemen. Just go with that.
0: <laughs> I hope that's the case. I, in my head, I'm imagining that. Okay, uh, where I leave off. Um, as the first of Stompy's legs is being welded together, Wong and his team are in the process of raising $65,000 for the steel and electronics that would finish the project. Those who donate $300 or more will get to ride in Stompy. When it's finished, estimated to be next May, the team says. When finished, Stompy will weigh two tons and will have a chassis with two seats for the driver and a friend. It will run on a 135-horsepower engine that powers hydraulic legs that work much the same way forklifts or holes do. Back hose. (laughs) All right. All so right. they're at, they're sitting at. Wow. Okay. Yeah. They have a little over twelve hundred backers. They've
2: they're four thousand over their goal at this point. Yeah. And they have seventeen days to go. Wow.
0: They're gonna they're gonna be able to make stoppies. And oh yeah, my prediction is gonna destroy come true. Destroy the world. Yeah, destroy the world. This is where it begins right here. Kickstarter, thank you. <laughs>
2: Dude, oh, man. Kickstarter, not that I want to go on a Kickstarter rant, but I'm kind of going to anyway. Somebody's going to get burned seriously hard with this whole Kickstarter phenomena. Mm-hmm. They really are. Because they're under no obligation to actually do
3: anything.
0: Yep. No, there's uh, going to be some kind of, like, person that uh, creates a fake account of some kind and just takes the money and goes. It's going to be sure. a scandal some, sometime very soon.
1: I'm surprised
0: yeah. it hasn't happened yet. Yeah. Well, the thing is is that some of
2: these projects kind of bite others in the ass and that they will start this thing not thinking that it will go through and it gets so big that they kind of have to do
0: something. Mhm. So uh, sometimes what you're saying is sometimes they don't know what they're in for. They right. think that they're not going to make the goal and then they realize, "Oh shoot."
1: We, we are we, we actually- have a
0: lot of money and people are expecting
2: us and our names are attached to this uh maybe we should do something shrug <laughs> shoulders
0: i wonder if there's ever been the case where a guy knew nothing about what he was proposing like he didn't have the knowledge and skill to actually put it together and he made his goal and then some and then had to hire people to actually make it i, I yeah. bet you i wonder if that's happened before
2: uh i couldn't say don't know it could
1: possibly
0: awesome
2: so yeah that's you look at the pictures of stompy folks you really should it looks like a giant spider that you are riding in All and right. it's super dangerous by the way just in case that was not clear to everybody <laughs> this thing this thing looks like it could easily kill what whoever happened to be under it <laughs>
0: well thus the robot army of stompies oh totally you attach a
2: minigun to that thing you got yourself a walking tank (laughs) like literally
0: so this does that one that we saw from Japan a lot like this steps it up even more because that one had wheels this one has freaking legs yeah it's like a huge tarantula indeedy
1: I would be terrified
2: (laughs) I've seen that thing just troll down the highway yeah (laughs) Oh, they have T-shirts. I'm
0: afraid of spiders. Anyway, <laughs> they have T-shirts too. Did you see the T-shirts? Yes, I have. Oh, no, I have not seen
1: the T-shirts.
0: One says it's on the Kickstarter page. One says giant robots because life isn't dangerous enough. <laughs> <laughs> and then there's another one where it shows you know that, that, that famous evolution picture of you know how apes became Neander- Neanderthals, and then became humans. It's right. Got, it's got a fish. A monkey, a human, and then Stompy. <laughs> That's pretty stellar. Awesome. All right. Well, so, good luck to them. Yeah. And we'll be seeing
2: that robot army trudging down your you know, local convenience store very soon.
0: All right. We'll have, of course, the links in the show notes if you want to check out what Stompy looks like and uh, maybe donate to their Kickstarter campaign. The Time-Traveling Robots in Space is brought to you by Audible.com for you, the galactic netcast listener or viewer. Audible is offering a free audiobook download with a free 30-day trial to give you the chance to check out their service, to go along with the theme of this podcast, and to honor the life of author Harry Harrison, who passed away just the other night at 87 years old. Uh, may we suggest The Stainless Steel Rat the first in a series of books published in 1961, and they went up all the way through just recently, too. It's been a long Hmm. story told over decades. Um, So here is the synopsis of The Stainless Steel Rat. In the vastness of space, the crimes just get bigger and slippery. Oh, oh, and slippery, Jim. (laughs) Sorry. Uh. (laughs) I thought there's a phantom comma there. (laughs) (laughs) And Slippery Jim DeGriz, the stainless steel rat, is the biggest criminal of them all. He can con humans, aliens, and any number of robots time after time. Jim is so slippery that all the intergalactic cops can do is make him one of their own. So Slippery Jim DeGriz becomes a cop in uh, Stainless Steel Rat in our galactic future Check it out uh, in audio form at audible.com. Of course, if you're not familiar with Audible, it's just audio books that you download onto your device and you listen to them. It's pretty awesome. And you can download this for free by going to audibletrial.com galacticnetcasts galactic netcasts. Again, that's audibletrial.com slash galactic netcasts. And we thank Audible for their support of the time-traveling robots in space. Set-off.
3: Set-off. Space.
0: space. All right, Anessa, you got the space story this week. Go ahead.
1: Yay, space. Um <laughs> India announces an unmanned mission to Mars. Prime Minister Manmohan Singh announced the plans on Wednesday and what he says will be a giant leap forward for science and technology in the country, India West News reported. Similar to the NASA's Curiosity Laboratory, Singh says their unmanned spacecraft will enter orbit around the planet and collect scientific data in climate, geology, origin, evolution, and sustainability of life on the planet. India's Mars mission is expected to cost $82 million opposed to the $2.5 billion the U.S. invested into the science project. India will be the sixth country to launch a mission to the Red Planet after the U.S., Russia, Europe, Japan, and China. If the mission is successful, India will be the first Asian country to do so as probes sent by China and Japan had to be abandoned en route. India has had an active space program since the 1960s. Since the 1970s, it has launched scores of satellites for itself and nearly two dozen other countries.
0: You don't really hear too much about the Indian space program. Of right. course, the Russians are always sending stuff up. They're our support right now. Um, the Chinese, you hear about European Space Agency. They'll launch satellites once in a while. But the Indians, uh, you don't really hear too much about. So this is pretty exciting.
1: It is. And I'm. they did it for like way less than... We did. <laughs> and that's assuming that it actually makes it to Mars because apparently others have had to abandon ship.
0: Yeah there's, so. yeah, there's a weird thing that happens, and this has happened to American uh, missions as well, where we totally lost contact. Like, we have no idea where our spaceships went. Right. Aliens. <laughs> aliens. Yes, it was aliens. <laughs> Confirmed. <laughs> yes. I'm putting my stamp on that right now.
1: We'll talk about well, it tomorrow in, on yeah. the alien invasion. <laughs>
0: <laughs> to be continued.
1: To be continued.
0: So, you know, one of the
2: reasons that I brought, you know, that I put the story up there is that, like you were saying, Dave, you don't hear much about it, and I guess I it completely escaped me that India even had a space program, but it makes sense.
0: Yeah, they have. It's a big country. I mean, they've. It's a big country population wise um size wise and they've got a pretty good economy going there i mean they've got sure they've got you you see the poor people and the people in squalor and not very good conditions but they have a nuclear arms program i mean they've got aerospace experience so why not have a space program Mm -hmm.
2: no that's all true the the problem is is that the the dichotomy in india is huge between the socio-economic groups like they they still have somewhat of a caste system, mm-hmm. so meaning that the poor people pretty much stay poor, um, you know. And you can make arguments about whether that still happens in the United States or wherever, but it's really prevalent there. So I mean, yes, they have a very if you're if you're one of the quote unquote elite, yeah, life is peachy keen. You have power, you have all of the, the typical luxuries. But if you're not, you're in the squalor.
0: All right, interesting. So uh, was there anything in the story about when it would be happening, Anessa? Next year.
1: Yeah, um, next year, I guess, maybe. Yeah,
0: it is
2: next year. 2013 is when they said they have various windows of opportunity, um, and they said that the three windows are in late 2013, 2016, and 2018. So they're trying to get ready for the closest one. So the plan is November 2013.
0: It'll be nice when we figure out that whole working without a window thing, because right now it's all a matter of when Mars is Mars is closest to us or uh, most convenient right. for trips. It'll be nice that once our technology gets good enough, we won't have to worry about that. Yeah, for sure. We will see. All right, Mars. I'm looking Indeed. forward to this. More. Yeah, I'm I'm super impressed w- with what what. Uh, curiosity has brought back visual wise like did you guys see that 360 that hd 360 picture that was taken yeah (laughs) it's amazing crap
2: (laughs) and it's too bad that stuff doesn't play over you know podcasts or radio and things like that but like you should you folks you should really see this like yeah i yeah it doesn't look real basically
0: (laughs) no it looks like it's a picture taken on a soundstage it looks it looks like it's faked yeah, And
1: I'm it sure totally people is. are saying that too
0: It's <laughs> <laughs> crazy people
1: It's nice. a set right next to the moon landing <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah With better lighting this time
1: Yes They upped the budget
0: The one thing that I noticed on Curiosity was It's got a um, oh, What did I see on it today? It's got something that only a human would use And I made it I pointed it out too I posted. Is it the, the
1: sundial? Is there a sundial? I don't remember no. What
0: was that again? Oh, a joystick. A joystick-looking thing. I swear to God, Uh-oh. there's a joystick on the rover. Who would be using that? The Martians?
1: It was probably used here on Earth when they were getting stuff ready. Oh, okay. Like testing, I yeah. would guess, and it just stayed for whatever reason.
0: <laughs> or it's they're preparing for the man, mission. When the man mission. When the man mission actually gets to Mars, they're going to rendezvous with the Curiosity rover,
2: you know what's kind of awesome, and it, this occurred to me uh, during this whole um, Mars landing thing, is that for a while it didn't look like the Mar a uh, manned mission to Mars would happen anytime soon, like at all, and it, it it's I it's suddenly becoming more of a possibility. Like it's suddenly it's suddenly something that might happen within my lifetime, and that just is. That concept is freaking awesome.
0: Yeah, you're you're starting to hear rumblings now again from people. Yeah. Um, you know who's really a big proponent of this is Elon Musk and his SpaceX. He wants sure. to go to Mars. That's you know, that's that's why he started the company was to go to yeah. Mars. That was his initial like initiative. That's that was the inspiration for starting SpaceX. Get your ass to Mars yes exactly (laughs) callback from last week and callback from the original uh um uh uh, total recall (laughs) all right so there you go uh india is going to mars uh let's move on to the crazy robot video of the week and this one comes to us courtesy of our friends at darpa indeed crazy darpa yeah (laughs) you know thank god for darpa you know if it wasn't for darpa we wouldn't have a show for half the stuff that we talk about no that's true you know darpa the guys that invented the internet
1: i thought that was al gore yeah, yeah
0: exactly. no no
2: apparently nobody knows
0: all right so i had it all set up before our crash to actually show the, to actually show this so i'm gonna try i'm gonna try doing this again um, you guys can talk amongst yourselves as I figure this out. So this, video
2: I'll give a little bit of pretext
0: here. The
2: this video itself is not what you might expect in terms of a crazy robot video. It's crazy in the fact that it's unlike any of the videos that we've had here before. <laughs> All right. Although
1: it is creepy in its own right,
2: it, it is. Often. Okay, so. well, see, the, it, that's what makes it so great. It's unique without being, you know, too unique. <laughs>
0: <laughs> all right, enough setting this up. Let's just show it and then we'll talk about it. We'll get our reactions afterwards. All right. So, I'm going to go to my I'm going to go to the screen share option here on Hangouts and I'll capture the whole desktop and then you can see all my computer in a second here. And then Ooh. Can you guys see it? Yep. Yes. All right. So, here we go.
3: Researchers at MIT, Harvard University, and Seoul National University have engineered a soft, autonomous robot that can crawl across surfaces by squeezing segments of its body like an earthworm. The robot made almost entirely of soft materials is named Meshworm for the flexible mesh-like tube that makes up its body. I
0: like Mechanical better.
3: engineer Sangbae Kim and his colleagues looked to nature <laughs> and specifically the earthworm for design inspiration. They noted that the ground dweller is made up of two main muscle groups that work together to inch the worm along. Researchers created artificial muscle from wire made of nickel and titanium, a shape memory alloy that stretches and contracts with heat. They wound the wire around the tube, creating segments like that in an earthworm. They then applied a small current to the wire segments, causing the wire to contract and squeeze the mesh tube, propelling the robot forward. As an ultimate test, the group subjected the robot to multiple oh, blows with a hammer, don't even hit it. the robot <laughs> to check its durability. The robot proved remarkably then- <laughs> resilient, surviving the attacks and crawling away intact. Kim says such a soft robot may be useful for navigating rough terrain or See? fitting through tight spaces. The meshworm design may also be the
0: useful robots for will remember that
3: endoscopes implants and,
0: and that's going to be their motivation for the robot apocalypse <laughs> in the future. Anybody else get just a little creeped out by that <laughs>
1: by the way
2: that <laughs> thing moved
1: I did find it a little creepy actually, um, when I first saw it, so. <laughs> and they were talking about how it could be used for um, like, a, the next generation of endoscopes, but honestly, I wouldn't really want that thing inching its way through right. me. Right.
2: Like, uh, that, uh, <laughs> meaning medical procedures. Right. right. Like, uh, imagine this thing crawling around inside of you.
1: No, thank you. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, goodness. So, do we have to actually talk about it? I mean... Um, No, it kind of speaks for itself.
2: It is a worm-looking robot that is creepy. I mean, that's what the robot, the crazy robot video of the week, is designed to do.
0: (laughs) It's designed to give you nightmares. Pretty much. Yeah. Oh man, just thinking about that thing crawling around. You know, you know, looking, you know, looking at it. It's not real, but the way it moves, you think it's real.
2: Dave, the conversation was dropped. And if you would like to continue talking about it, <laughs> I'm all for that.
0: All right. So, all right. Okay. We can move on. Just imagine, Dave,
2: that thing just could slide right inside and take all kinds of data and say to you in your own head, you know, Dave, you're really sick down here. I'm seeing some stuff that is just wrong. See,
0: that could help people then. That could just it, they, it Im- could. improve the, our, our, our um, standard of living. Or
1: um, opportunity for that's what she said jokes.
0: <laughs> Thank you. That's pretty much the cleanest
2: way that jo- those jokes are going to happen.
1: Yes. <laughs>
2: you know, the one thing
0: that comes through my mind or goes through my mind is the, the worms from Star Trek to the Wrath of Khan. The worms that, they, that Khan sticks in Chekhov and, and that other captain's ears to make them do his bidding. Talk. Right. Yeah. I don't know why. They don't look at all like them, but I could see them <laughs> you programming something like that to go into somebody's head and make them do things. Ugh. Ugh.
2: Thanks for adding that
0: layer. <laughs> so if you're listening to the podcast and want to check out the video, we'll put the uh, link in the show notes. So there you go. We can stop talking about it now. We're done.
3: Officially. <laughs> Yay. I'm officially
0: calling it. All right. You can listen to the Galactic Netcast shows on Stitcher Smart Radio. Did you guys know that? I'm sure that uh, our, our hosts knew that, but did, did, did our, uh, our viewers in the chat room know that? Huh? Well, they you do now. Yeah, because hey. I keep on hounding it. Uh, you can listen to um, our podcasts on Stitcher Smart Radio on your iPhone, Android phone, Blackberry, Android tablets, The Nook. It's everywhere, it's like an app. Basically, it's Stitcher is an app that you can listen to audio stuff on. Um, mm-hmm. And you can go to Stitcher.com slash Galactic Netcasts and enter the promo code Galactic Netcasts, and that will um, give us credit for your subscription. And we thank Stitcher, the smart way to listen to radio, for their support of the time-traveling robots in space. All right, let's move on to picks. Paul, you're up first.
2: Fantastic. My pick this week is a video game. You're all shocked. I'll let the oh, shock wear off. What?
0: Paul, yeah. what there happened?
2: Is, I know. Uh, my pick this week is a video game known as Iron Brigade. Iron Brigade. This is, game has been out uh, for a while on the Mr. Xbox 360, but it was just recently ported to the PC this week, which is why I picked it up. So, Yeah. Um, Iron Brigade, for those of you who are unfamiliar, is essentially a... Huh, I'll, you know what? I'll describe it this way. Iron Brigade is a hybrid tower defense and third-person shooter game set after World War I in an alternate reality where the player controls units from the, quote-unquote, Mobile Trench Brigade to fight off a robotic species known as Monovision. The player controls a giant mech-style robot... With uh, weapon and armor customization, though, th- through a variety of missions set across the world. Uh, this comes to us from the Double Fine studio. And, uh, yeah, they're kind of known for their awkward sense of humor. And, I mean, you're talking about an alternate reality after World War I. Uh, there's definitely a lot of strangeness going on in the world. So it kind of makes, that, the studio makes a lot of sense to me. So it's very steampunky, right? Uh, yeah, I guess you could kind of say that. Think of the think of the sort of style of world again, post World War One. A lot of the things look like they belong in that era, but it's you're. I mean, you're literally standing in a giant fighting robot fighting like alien-looking robotic species-looking dudes.
0: I love alternate history. I love alternate reality stuff. So this is totally up my alley. Although I'm not a video gamer. I'd like to see sure. the, I'd like to see the gameplay. I'd like to see the um what it looks like. Definitely. It
2: looks great. It looks it looks really great. I like this game quite a bit. Me and uh, it's a co-op game, so a bu- bunch of people can get into it and uh play together. And I was playing this with a group of friends and it I really enjoy it. It's a good fun if you're uh, into the whole tower defensey type thing. Are you familiar with that term Dave? Do you know what that is?
0: Tower defense? Yeah. Not quite sure, but why don't you so, quote it? Yeah, so just
2: real quickly, um, think of the bad guys going from starting at one point and trying to get to another point, usually trying to get to your base or whatever. And the point is, is that you are trying to build things along their path to stop them. So that usually involves, like in this game, it involves these uh, giant, you know, guns and things like that.
0: So traditionally, the word, the term, tower defense, did that mean towers initially? Like yes, okay,
2: y- yes, it did. In fact, like it, I could get into a big long history, but yes, they used to be built. You used to build towers that would stop things from going any further, or you know, like essentially trying to beat them down before they get to where they need to go.
0: I think this should be the subject on your future podcast, games from space. Games from space. Remember, I, I, I came up with the idea. You never did anything with it, Paul. Okay. You know what,
2: Dave? You can <laughs> bite me. And let me just say one... Okay. As long as we're going to get on that topic, Dave brought this up. So it's your freaking fault. There are too many video game podcasts. Yeah, there are too many. Yeah. I am. It is safe to say there are too many. Yeah. So and i and i don't get me wrong i love video game podcasts i really do i some of good friends of mine are doing video game podcasts but it's hard it's unless you are unless you know like unless you are somebody special it is really hard to distinguish yourself in that
0: group well you know what podcasting period it's hard to stand out yes and that's why we always encourage our listeners to kind of spread it around and say hey look what galactic netcast is doing look they're doing these two great podcasts every week about geeky science fiction topics so why don't you listen and that's what we want you to do every time is to kind of share it with your friends and your family and your your neighbors and your dog
2: totally especially the dog (laughs) yeah the dog really we we get huge track we get huge numbers with the dog
0: dog demographic is huge with us
2: yeah cats not so much no they kind of have a thing they don't like robots
1: they don't like anything
0: <laughs> Stupid cats. I'm done. That's it. All right, hey, Iron Brigade. Iron Brigade. I'll check it out. All right, Anessa. Let's move on to you.
1: All right, uh, my pick for tonight is an episode of the IT Crowd.
0: Yes. <laughs> nice.
1: Um, nice. it's season four, episode five, episode um, called Bad Boys. And according to IMDB, Moss and Roy blow off work and miss a party that they really, really need to attend. Um, and as a result of them blowing off work, they end up in a situation where they're, they discover this robot <laughs> that defuses bombs. And um, they get into trouble and end up in, I guess, jail or whatever. Because the episode starts off with Moss talking to a bunch of juveniles. Like if you don't straighten up, then you know you're going to end up here, and this is serious. And he's playing, flipping every other word, and it's a lot of fun. Uh, but yeah, they encounter this um, little robot, and Moss wants to keep it because he doesn't see anyone else around it. And, um, and then Roy notices that there's a whole bunch of people and cops from a distance. And then they see the little robot moving, trying to disarm a bomb. And um, it they end up having computer issues, the uh, bomb technicians do. And so Moss asks them what operating system they're using, and they respond with Windows Vista. And Roy's response is, or, Roy, Moss's response is, oh, my God, we're going to die.
3: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so it... Um, It's a funny episode. I really recommend it. I recommend the show in general.
0: yeah. Definitely.
1: (laughs) It's an awesome show if people haven't seen it. And um, I guess for the people that haven't seen the IT crowd, it's basically about an IT department that um, is basically ignored for the most part they hang out in the basement while everybody else hangs out upstairs and it's just filled with their awkward interactions amongst themselves and with the people upstairs and how they try to get recognized and appreciated but they keep getting dogged and so yeah it's a really great show
0: and they have a a, a crazy they have a crazy boss too don't i've seen maybe like five or
2: six episodes and it was i thought those initial ones were okay does, mm-hmm. My question is, does it ch- does it change at all? Or is that pretty much, like, is that set the pace for the whole show?
1: Um, I think in general, like, it's pretty much setting the pace for the whole show. There are some changes in the cast, I think, in the second season. Mm-hmm. But, like, they get a different um, boss.
0: boss. Yeah, the big guy, the big boss. The, the
1: big head guy. Like, yeah. they get a different... Guy. Um, oh, okay. And so, but yeah, as far as all the seasons, probably my least favorite would be season four, Um but I still enjoyed it.
0: No, Paul. So. Paul, you should keep keep watching it. You have to. I mean, the seasons oh. are only like six episodes, so you can fly through it pretty quick. Well, it's on Netflix, or
2: at least it was when I. That's why I it checked it out in the first place. Yeah. Um Do you know how many seasons they have
0: of the show, like I on think- there?
1: four they have four seasons on netflix i don't know if they've actually recorded a fifth season or not
0: no the show is done the show is done that's what i heard at least so um what was the thing that um okay who was at the robot and then who was helping out Back behind, well, behind. In,
1: initially it was Moss and Roy were at the robot, but Roy froze like he couldn't walk or walk away from it. Okay. And Moss ran up to the uh, bomb squad guy at the computer and was going to help them. He's like, oh, this is an easy problem. I can fix it. But then the cops come and haul him away and that's how he ends up in jail because he was in a restricted area and he wasn't supposed to be.
0: Wasn't Roy like trying to like yell something over to Moss? And he was really kind of embarrassed. Yes.
1: Um, he, he was trying to yell something over to Moss, if I remember correctly, because at the beginning of the episode, he was com- Roy was complaining about how much he has to tell people, have you tried turning it off and on again?
0: That's what it was. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and he made a bet with Jen, like his boss, that he could go a whole day without saying it. And he bet, I think, 100 quid or 100 pounds. Same thing. Um,
0: <laughs> yeah, that, same can, thing. that confuses the hell out of me. I don't know why they have two words for the same thing.
1: Well, it's kind of like saying I have a dollar and I have Dollars, a month. It's Dollars, simoleons,
0: moolahs, Oh, yeah, yeah, bucks. you're right.
1: Yeah, we're so, worse. So, it's 100 quid. Okay. Um, and so he, they both agree, and he goes throughout the whole day pretty much without having to say it. And then he's in a situation where he can't help but say, have you tried turning it off and on again? So...
0: <laughs> I love British comedy, and the show that I've been into recently is Peep Show. Have you either of you seen Peep Show? No,
1: it oh. is on my queue, but I haven't had a chance oh, to watch it yet. You
0: gotta start watching it, Anasa. It's awesome. I, I did
1: start watching Black Books, which isn't bad. I think it's Black Books, it's not a bookstore. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I don't think it's Black Books, it's something like that, though.
1: No, I know, I said, but that's what I've started <laughs> watching.
0: Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So.
1: But I haven't started watching
0: Peep Show yet. Uh, no, Peep Show stars two guys that have been doing comedy together for a long, long, long time. And they actually, along with this, this, this sitcom, they do a variety show, too, like a, a sketch show, like a Saturday Night Live kind of thing. So I recommend it to both of you. Is okay. it
1: similar to um, like Little Britain? Which show? With the sketches? It's oh. called Little Britain.
0: Okay, yeah. Um, maybe. I haven't seen Little Britain. I, oh, okay. I know it's a sketch show. I don't know if, if it's a same And it's form- a
1: comedy duo that does sketches, and okay. so that seems to be the thing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> All right, cool. Uh, thanks for the recommendation. Um, finally, mine. Uh, mine, I, I listen, <laughs> listened. I watched it on, on Netflix as well. <laughs> it's called The Penchant Man, and mine is a movie. So we had a game... We had a TV show, and now we have a movie. Uh, It's a 2010 film starring Lance Henriksen, Lathrop Walker, and Andrew Keegan. The penchant man tells the story of psychologist Dr. Jason Pyatt, a man devoted to his work, a man torn from his family. With his struggling marriage and mounting bills, Jason is at the crossroads with the life he has chosen and the life he could have. When one of his clients, the mysterious Mr. Darnell, played by Lance Hendrickson, walks into his office and paints him a uh, tale of future economic and moral collapse. Jason's eyes are forever opened with the help of his best friend, Ovid. He embarks on a personal mission to change the course of his future and possibly the world forever. Uh, Now, the penchant man is a very independent low-budget type film, but it stars some pretty big actors. I mean, Lance Hendrickson. I mean, he's a very, very famous. You guys are familiar with the Lance Hendrickson, right? Yes, sir. He has done... He was on that Millennium show from Fox back in the 90s. I know that. But he's, yep. pl- he's played a lot of different characters on a lot of different shows he's and movies. He's Bishop on Aliens. That's right. Okay.
1: He's also done some voice acting, too.
0: Yeah, he's got, a, he's got fantastic pipes. Uh, so, you're probably wondering what ti- what this has to do with time travel robots or space. You guys wondering that? I am. Paul? Not so much. Okay. <laughs> One out of two ain't bad. So, to, to th- I'm going to majorly spoil this. So, you guys, if you really want to watch this movie, ter- plug your ears and go, na-na-na-na-na. Okay? Um So so Mr. Darnell okay. Mr. Darnell's actually from the future. (gasps) Really? Yeah.
2: So cool. So so suppose So he doesn't know that? Or he
0: does know that? uh, the psychiatrist doesn't, but Mr. Hmm. Darnell does know. Um and he Mr. Darnell invents something in the future that totally screws up society. Nice. And that's all I'm going to say, so I don't want to spoil it too much. Uh, Check it out. It's on Netflix. Or go through our recommendations page or our picks page at galacticnetcast.com and buy it, and part of the proceeds will go to us, and you can help uh, support Galactic Netcast by going to the picks page and uh, buying anything through our amazon.com portal. All right, so uh, to review, our picks were... Iron Brigade, the video game, the IT crowd, the episode Bad Boys, and the Penchant Man movie starring Lance Hendrickson. So there you go. Um, Also on the website, make sure that you subscribe to this podcast, The Time Traveling Robots of Space, or the mega feed. Are you you giggling at something in the (laughs) chat room, Anessa?
1: I am giggling at something in the chat room. We're talking about how you don't like to wear the same color of shirts of other people that you're on.
0: Oh okay.
1: (laughs) And um, so Mike says no wonder Dave tweets out his shirt color every morning.
0: Oh okay, yeah. (laughs) I do I do do that. Did you guys know that? I didn't. (laughs) I did not notice that. Yes. (laughs) So Yeah. Watch your Twitter feed for tomorrow's colour. What could it be? We don't know. (laughs) But I'm wearing
1: that color. (laughs)
0: it won't be red again all right so uh before we wrap up let's ask the question of the week and paul prepped the show this week so you should ask the question paul oh can i
2: i really like this question what would the most unfortunate future dystopia be what would be the most unfortunate future dystopia you have three choices the nuclear wasteland of the terminator the, or B, the dusty Old West littered with bad mandarin of Firefly, <laughs> meaning that is what is the most unfortunate part. So we got Nugular Wasteland, we got dusty Old West, and having the choice of Taco Bell or Taco Bell from Demolition Man.
0: <laughs> oh, man.
1: Although Taco Bell is really fancy in Demolition Man.
0: But what, what was unique about the Taco Bell in Demolition Man? I forget. Nothing. There was
1: only Taco Bell.
0: <laughs> it was just Taco Bell. Oh, that's right. There yeah. were no yeah. other yeah, Taco franchises. <laughs> okay. I liked their future because... Well, okay. I'll, I'll let Anessa go first because she, she's got the first answer. Go ahead, Anessa.
1: Well, I chose the nuclear wasteland.
0: <laughs> Why would you do that?
1: We're talking about the that, most unfortunate, not where that, you'd rather be. If I chose where oh. I wanted or would prefer to be, then I would go with the Old West, littered with Mandarin and Firefly.
0: See, this is why I didn't do very well <laughs> in school. I didn't listen to the question.
1: <laughs> I would like to not live in a nuclear wasteland, whether it's Terminator <laughs> or like the one in Fallout. Um, yeah, I just... Anything nuclear, just no. <laughs> Mutants. Yeah, because nuclear does, yeah
0: doesn't do good things to your body not at all
1: no, I've heard so. I've heard
0: no I, oh, yeah no don't no, do that no
1: good can come from a nuclear wasteland
0: oh, did you hear did you hear that um, the nuclear uh, exposure to Japan the Fukushima uh, nuclear power plant has mm-hmm. already mutinized mutinized is that the right way mutated mutated thank you Uh <laughs> Mutinized. They're on a ship.
1: Mutinized. It's a mutiny. Yarr. No. Yar.
0: <laughs> um, s- some butterflies have mutated because of the radiation.
2: Butterflies?
0: Butterflies. Yes.
2: Are they giant and radioactive and going to bite people now so that we become butterfly man?
0: Yes. Mothra has invaded Japan. Oh We're boy. A, a isn't isn't that an interesting like a f- self fulfilling prophecy because. Yeah. Isn't the whole like Godzilla Mothra thing a from some kind of nuclear like disaster or nuclear yes. bomb?
2: Yes, that it. The whole Godzilla thing is based on the idea of a nuclear meltdown.
0: Wow, that's weird. That okay, never mind. I don't want to even think about it. Big cry. It,
2: well, it's a, it's a, it, it's a. I don't know how to say it. It's a criticism of society. That's mm-hmm. what the whole... It's an allegory for a society. There you go. Okay. That's the point.
0: I knew that you were going to use the word allegory <laughs> in tonight's, on tonight's podcast. <laughs> <laughs> uh, thank you? <laughs> all right. So moving on to Paul. What's your end Oh, I'm... Oh, no, you got to go next. Okay. All right. So... So do we, can we pick the same answers? Do we, or do we have oh, No, done no, no. Pick before.
2: whatever you like.
0: Okay. Pick whatever you like. All right. Hmm. So what's bad Mandarin? I don't get that reference.
1: Oh, well, because it's littered with Mandarin. You, Whenever they curse, they're it's a hybrid, in Mandarin. Yeah. Right.
2: It's a hybrid language. That, oh. that being the,
0: that being the bad part about it. Okay. See, I don't like Mexican food at all. So I'm going to say C. you <laughs> Because Taco Bell's real Mexican food. Well, I mean, even, I well, <laughs> even that I hate. So I'm going to pick C. Oh, That's the worst I future you. ever. Although, I don't blame you. That hurts. No, no offense. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to <laughs> offend anybody. Now, hold on. Wait a
2: second. Dave, okay. How south have you gone or
0: visited? I have been in Mexico.
2: You have? Okay.
0: Yes. So have you ever had good Mexican food? No, I have not.
2: Okay. Maybe that's have you your tried. Point. That could be. Yeah. It. Well, see, that's the thing is in California or in Texas, amazing food. I I'm uh, you know, I've spent a little time in Texas, but Anessa could probably point to this. But yeah, California, Mexican food, A+. Really real real good. Okay, I'll take your word Just for it. Just not
1: the Dallas area. The Dallas area Mexican food mostly sucks.
2: Oh, <laughs> there you go.
1: But San Antonio? Awesome. Houston, still pretty awesome. <laughs> but for some reason, apparently the Mexicans that could cook never moved quite far north enough.
0: <laughs> so what you're saying is the farther north people get, the worse the Mexican food is. The farther- that is a safe assumption.
1: Not necessarily because okay. I've heard that there's good Mexican food in New York. Not been to New York, but I've heard it's good. Okay. Or at least there's one place that was good.
0: So. All right. Okay. Okay. From
1: people from Texas that know good Mexican food.
0: I wanted to discuss that future again from a different perspective. It would be a bad future, but I would like to experience the three shells. Or was it two shells? Three. Three shells, three.
1: yes. I think.
2: And it's seashells. Get it right. Oh,
1: sorry. <laughs> sorry. Doesn't know how to use the seashells.
0: <laughs> Although I wouldn't like the, uh, the commercial jingle uh, radio station. That would be kind of annoying. I love that that's something that you just kind of
2: picked up on Demolition Man. <laughs> yeah, that, that jingle, just not good.
0: I, I'm a radio guy, so everything radio kind of gloms onto me. I get it. I get it. It's All right. acceptable, I suppose. All right, Paul, what's your answer?
2: Uh, I, I also picked C. I, that would be awful, picking between Taco Bell and Taco Bell. And don't get me wrong. You know, sometimes I get a craving for bad Mexican food. Not often, but it happens. Uh, Yeah. But I... Okay, one other thing I wanted to point out about Demolition Men. People don't give that movie enough credit for how fortuitous it is. Like, and and I'm being completely serious about this. Point number one. Arnold Schwarzenegger, at the time, they made reference to President Schwarzenegger. At the time, Arnold Schwarzenegger had not been interested in politics, period. So... That's point number one. Point number two, they have the Jackie Chan Memorial Library. Again, at the time, Jackie Chan, completely out of America's purview. Just completely. He did yeah. not, for all intents and purposes, he did not exist. Point number three, and this is most important, this whole Chick-fil-A thing is the start of the franchise war. I promise you that. And Taco Bell is going to win, and we're going to go freaking de- <laughs> Demolition Man. <laughs>
1: Complete with seashells.
0: What they didn't uh, account for was the um, the lack of movie career for uh, Sylvester Stallone. I guess he's doing Expendables, so it's he's not totally out of it. How old is he? He's like seventy. He's a great grandfather, isn't he? Oh man.
1: Probably.
2: Yeah, he's he's up there. What's funny is in that movie, everybody like nearly everybody is north of fifty years old.
1: Uh, Sylvester Stallone is 66 years old.
0: Okay, so he's not that bad. I mean, 66 is pretty young still in the scheme of things.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so there you go. Uh, you know what? Let's ask a question for uh, people to leave on the uh, voicemail. So give sure. us your give us your answer. What would be the worst dystopian future of the three? The nuclear wasteland of the Terminator, the dusty old West littered with bad mandarin of Firefly, or only having the choice of Taco Bell or Taco Bell a la Demolition Man. Let us know. The voicemail is 805-328-3966 or email galacticnetcasts at gmail.com. All right, folks, that's going to do it. Uh, I want to thank the chat room. It was busy and very full tonight. Thank you guys for showing up. Uh, We do do have a live page on Galactic Netcasts. Uh, Just go to either... uh, the community page or live, and you can participate in the chat room uh, during the shows. So that's pretty awesome. All right, um, that leaves final thoughts. Anessa, what do you got?
1: Don't leave your computer on the floor.
0: <laughs> Wait a second. Did something uh, happen? Did something happen? To prompt that? Uh,
1: yes, it did actually. Out.
2: Step on it. <laughs>
1: No, I didn't. It wasn't my computer. Um, <laughs> so so basically what happened was we have an observatory. And out of the observatory, we have a couple of classrooms where the students teach or we teach the students during labs. And apparently there was some issues with the hot water tanks, which sent a whole bunch of water shooting up through the pipes and flooded the classrooms. And all of the computers, like the towers, were sitting on the floor. and so. Yeah. Don't store your computer on the floor because you never know what might happen.
0: (laughs) A life lesson right there. All right, Paul. Final thought before we leave. You know
2: what? A la our Bill and Ted story. Be excellent to each other.
0: Excellent. Hey. Bye, guys. Bye. Bye. Leave your hailing frequencies open and scanners on full because another galactic netcast will be approaching your coordinate soon. For more information, go to galacticnetcasts.com.